Exodus, I hope you brought your oil. And you brought your wine. And you have your bread. And you have some cups. Exodus chapter 3. Please, you can go and sit down. Find a place. I don't want anybody to go outside. Please, sit. And close the door. I want your maximum attention. So find a place and sit. Close the door. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Please sit. Thank you, Lord. Exodus chapter 3. And I'm reading from verse 7. Please sit, 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 sit. You are beautiful beyond description to marvelous forwards to wonderful for God. Yes, you I'm yes, you as you see me, I see you and I Seen all no, 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 no. The lady, you know, with the cream top, who can grab? Come, your infinite wisdom, who can fathom the depths of your love? You are beautiful beyond description. Majesty, don't play, don't play. Enthroned above, and I stand, I stand in awe of you, and I stand, I stand in awe of you. Holy God, to lift up your hands. I praise you. I stand in. Do you get a key now? Of you, and I stand. I stand. May the Lord have mercy. Grace. Few and I stand, I stand. Grace and mercy, favor, Lord, in all of you. And I stand, oh Lord, I stand.
A praise is due. I stand in awe. Exodus 3 verse 7. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. Please close the door. And have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows and I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land unto a good land and a large land flowing with milk and honey unto the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Hallelujah. Now therefore, beloved, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me. And I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. Hallelujah. The Bible says that God sent his people to Egypt to become slaves for 400 years. As you can see, and as you can read, their life in Egypt was not something to write home about. So many difficult things came their way. And they cried to the Lord day and night. We are the spiritual Israel. Hallelujah. God has adopted us as sons and daughters and he has placed us here to be spiritual Israel. Isn't it? All of you can also bear witness that when you were coming to America and you got your visa, you couldn't sleep. Every time you will go and look at your passport and see if the visa is still there. True or not true? Alright, so I have some witness here. The day you were supposed to come, you went to the bathroom to wee several times throughout the night. It's a sign of excitement. Hallelujah. But I can also say that it has not been the way you expected. Your taskmasters have dealt with you mercilessly. They have actually increased your labor. Rents have gone up. If you live in Queens, how much is a one-bedroom apartment. About what? Fifteen hundred. Sixteen. One-bedroom apartment. One-bedroom apartment is sixteen. And in Brooklyn, it is eighteen hundred, depending on where you live. And sometimes sixteen. The cheapest you can get is fifteen hundred. Yeah. 
So, you go to somebody's one-bedroom apartment, there are many divisions. Because he cannot pay everything by himself. He has roommates. Isn't it? So, you have bought a television, but you cannot watch it. Because you need to do a lot of overtime to be able to accommodate your expenses. Am I speaking to somebody? You see nice cars and you only dream of them in the future. This is my future car. This is my dream house. Anything that is your dream thing is in the future. Dreams are given for future revelations. So your dream house is in the future. And it is possible that you can never inherit that dream house until you die. We realize that even though we are in America, we are not experiencing the American dream. Things are tough. Hallelujah. But in the coming year, I said in the coming year, I said in the coming year, let me read a scripture to you. First Samuel. Try and sit down, please. Try. Unless, of course, you are dealing with doing something very important. First Samuel chapter 2. And I'm reading from verse 7. In the coming year, the Lord maketh the poor and maketh the rich. He will bring down your oppressors and he will lift you up. It is the Lord who raises up the poor out of the dust. And it is the Lord who lifts up the beggar from places of non-importance. It is the Lord who will set you among princes. And he will make you inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. And he had set the world upon them. In the coming year, he will keep your feet. So that the wicked will be silent in darkness. For by strength shall no man prevail against you. Those who are chasing you, whether they are close by or they are very far away, the Lord shall break them into pieces. Out of heaven shall he tender upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth. And he shall give strength unto his kings. And exalt his horn of his anointed. Hallelujah. In the coming year, the Lord will go ahead of you. And he will break every iron bar. Things that are standing in the way. So that you don't progress. The Lord is going to destroy the iron bars. So that he can give you the treasures of Egypt. 
He shall give you the treasures that have been hoarded. That says the law. And he will do it. Because God says that everything that he has belongs to us. Amen. Amen. It is ours. We are a chosen generation. Call for to show his excellence. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Require for life. God has given me. I know who I stop. You know who you are. You know who you are. You know who you are. We are a chosen generation. Call for to show his excellence. Oh, all I require for life, God has given me. I know a chosen generation called to show his excellence. Oh, 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 all I require for life, God has given me. I know I we are a chosen gender. We are a chosen generation. Oh, God for to show His excellence. All I require, all I require for life, God has given me. I know who I am. All right, sit down. Don't worry, we haven't closed the service yet. We have not. Amen. Amen. You see, God directs us through the word of God. He directs us through the word of God. But tonight, I want to talk to you about the fact that God will direct you through his prophets. Through his pastors. Amen. Amen. When the Israelites cried unto the Lord, Because of their taskmasters. The Lord told them, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to come. Bring me the scripture again. Exodus, please flow with me, all right? Otherwise, I'll change you. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. And I have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrows. And who has come down? Who has come down? The Lord said that I have come down to deliver my people. But did the Lord come down? Did he come down? No, the Lord did not come down. He did not. Go to the beginning of the scripture. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire. And the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside 
I will turn aside from my busy schedule. I will turn aside from my cell phone. I will turn aside from the internet. I will turn aside from overtime. I will turn aside from unnecessary shopping, window, window shopping and door shopping. And whatever shopping, I will turn aside from all that. If God wants your attention and you are too busy, you cannot keep your focus on the Lord. And you will realize that even though the Lord has come, he will pass you by because you were so busy surfing the net. But Moses, he saw something spectacular. You see, a lot of you, you have seen powerful miracles. But it has not turned you aside. There is a miracle that I have seen that I have never seen since I was born. And I thought that this miracle could, you know, would have woken up the parents to be on fire for the Lord. Because, you see, there are certain things that when God does, it is for a purpose. It is to get your attention. But Human beings, we are like Pharaoh. God will show us frogs. Locust. He will turn our water into blood. But no. Still, you can't see that it is the Lord working. Until your firstborns begin to die, then you rise up. But you see, If you read Psalm 32 verse 9, please bring it up. Psalm 32 verse 9. Good. Be ye not as the horse or as the mule which have no understanding. A horse or a mule doesn't have any understanding. So God cannot instruct the horse or the mule Or God cannot instruct the horse or the mule with his eyes. If somebody has his eyes on you, it is a sign of love. And when God winks at you, you should, you should get, you should get the message. But unfortunately, some of us, we have made ourselves like mule and horse. We don't have understanding. So you see, now the Lord changes the way he instructs you. He changes it. And how does it do it? He puts bits and bridle in your mouth. Lest you come not near. God can use your difficulties to teach you a lesson. Because you don't have understanding. You have converted yourself into a horse and a mule. So he can't instruct you the way he wanted to do. Do you understand what I'm saying? So, God said that I am going to deliver my people. So, when Moses saw the scene, it was an awesome scene. The bush was burning, but it was not consumed. So, when he got there and he turned aside from following the sheep, he had a job, but he turned aside. He said that today, dear, the overtime, I'm not going 
I am tired. I have come here Friday, Saturday, Sunday to have gone to church. I have come. Tuesday to I am coming. Ah, Christmas is for families. Who told you? Christmas is for God. It's not for families. How long will it take you to open your present if you will get one? Stop, stop that rough there. But he turned aside. He turned. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know it was open. Hello? Good. I don't want to spoil your microphone. It's okay. Cool, man. Cool, man. Okay. So when he, God got his attention, he said, I have heard the cry of my people. They are crying. They are crying. So I am going to send you to Pharaoh so that you will deliver them. But you see, when God was talking in Exodus, verse 7, 8, 9, he said that I have heard the affliction of my people and I'm going to come down. But he did not. He sent Pharaoh. He, sorry, he sent Moses. He sent Moses. He sent the pastor. He sent the man. He did not even send an angel. He sent a man. You know, he did not send a stranger. He did not send a stranger. Moses, they knew him. As what? As a murderer. He was not perfect. When he was chosen, he had spent 40 years of his life <laughs> running away as a fugitive. He was a murderer and he was wanted where he lived. They had adjudicated on his case and he had been found guilty. And he was wanted. So, the first 40 years, he spent it as though he was somebody. And after the, you know, the first 40 years, he realized that he was, after all, useless. You see, God will never use you if you feel so strong. Nah. He will strip you of all your dignity. And then when you realize that you are not perfect, then he will call you. So when God called Gideon, Gideon said that you are calling me a man of God. What are you talking about? Me, I'm a man of God. Yeah, he didn't even have confidence in himself. But God desires to use and to, and to, and to work with such people. Hallelujah. So even when God called Moses, Moses did not have confidence in himself. He said, Lord, I killed somebody and I ran away. They are looking for me. Pharaoh is looking for me. My case was adjudicated upon and the prosecution found me guilty and I ran away. So when I go, they will arrest me. But if Moses had not done that, because he was born a royal, he said, Lord, you have come to the right place. You have chosen the right person. But that wasn't the case. So God told him, 
Go. I want to use you. Moses was known among his people. He was known. He was not known as a, as a hero. He was known as a murderer. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter 5. For every high priest is taken from among men. Every high priest. And this is the part that we cannot handle. I remember when I joined the church, I was, um, I was there somewhere. We were in the upper room. I was there. Bishop Apostle Joel, his wife, Reverend um, Francis, his wife, Reverend Gilbert, his wife, Reverend Osei, his wife, Lady Pastor Akole, Lady Pastor Serena, um, Reverend Baden, um, Andy, Lady Pastor Andy and his wife, and Ike. Hey, hey, and the husband. Hey, we are in America. We, you know, you'll never know. But, 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 no, no, no. The husband, please. You know, and uh, who else? Christy, I think I saw Christy. Ike, Christy. So we're in a small room. Small room like that. And Reverend Samson. You know, you know Reverend Samson? And Lady Pastor, late Lady Pastor Lily. Who were in the church. And we used to have a tape to do praise and worship. And Reverend Samson was the praise and worship leader. Can you imagine? And he had a way of dancing. (laughs) He was our praise and worship leader. And we used to go to church. And then the choir was made up of some three or four people. And they used tape. And sometimes as they sing, the tape, you know what I'm going to say? The tape will seize. And before we go, Opana will just run through the service and, and, and tell us what will happen along the way, the choir song and everything. So along the way, when the choir sings and then the tape stops, then she will just nudge me. You know, you know who I'm talking about? Opana. She will just nudge me and then she will look at my face and laugh. I told you. We've come very far. And then through it, we moved down there to um, 303. And then I was involved in um, area fellowship A team, um, Sunday school, and then I became praise and worship leader. Because somebody was late. <laughs> Reverend Gilbert used to lead the prayer. And Reverend Samson used to do the praise and worship. So both times, they came late. And then Apostle Joel said, You have been in the church for a while. Go and do the prayer. Some of you, you run away. As soon as they mention your name, no. I don't do solo. I don't do solo. I don't do solo. So, I took the microphone, led the prayer, and before I realized, I was doing praise and worship too. 
And after the service, they said, going forward, you are the praise and worship leader. That was it. You know, went through the ranks. So I was doing praise and worship, going back and forth. Like that. And then, one day, they said they want somebody to start a branch from Brooklyn because I lived in Brooklyn. You see, so the high priest is chosen from among men. You know what I'm saying? The high priest is not chosen from among angels. From among men. So when the high priest is chosen, now there is a duty that is incumbent upon you. You know, to adjust yourself well. Otherwise, this high priest who is chosen from among men, we were in a meeting. We were in a meeting and there was a crisis in the meeting and your pastor used to assist Reverend or say, and we were in a meeting and we needed somebody to come to Brown's church and his name was mentioned. That, let's send him. Let us see. Let us see what, 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 what he can also do. And there was another name also mentioned, Lady Pastor Mercy. Let us send the two. We were in a meeting, and he was Reverend uh, uh, Osei. He was assisting him. You know, he was doing his uh, um, you know moderating service. If they need anything, hey, where is Brother Bright? Then they will call him. He was a cool man without beard. Now he's a bearded, a bearded pastor. You know what I'm saying? And they said that. Let us send both of them to see what the Lord, what the Lord will do with them. He was chosen from among men. And the reason why God chooses people from among men and doesn't send angels, you will see it here. That first of all, he may offer both gifts and sacrifices For sins. He will offer. What? Both gifts. And sacrifices. (laughs) Verse 2. Who can have compassion? That is why a man is chosen. Who also He has the same problems. He has the same issues. You see, I work. The church does not pay me. I do not get payment. You know what I'm saying? So I work just like you. So if of all the things that I am able to do, I also come here to come and preach to you, then I also expect that you also come and listen. Last Friday, after we, after we finished preaching and I went home, early in the morning, 8 o'clock, I went to Delaware for a meeting, for a funeral. And right from there, I passed through the house and then just came. So you will also say that, oh, you know, I went to work and when I came, I was tired. You don't have to do anything. Just present yourself here. Just present yourself. So that you will be preached to. 
And tomorrow I'm going to work. Just like you. So, if angels were chosen, you would say that as for angels, they are around the throne of God and they sing, We praise thee, O Lord. We acknowledge thee to be the Lord. All the earth that worship thee, their Father everlasting. To the all angels cry aloud. To heavens and all the powers therein. I went to the Mother's Church. To the church. You see, they are singing canticles. No. 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 There, there is no Obama where they live. So, God said that, no, let us choose somebody from among men, just like you, so that he will know what you are going through. Who will have compassion on the ignorant? You see, there are certain problems if you have not gone through before. And somebody goes through that problem. The way you will criticize the person. So that you will have compassion on the ignorant. And on them that are out of the way, the backsliders. Angels don't go and bring backsliders. We go and bring them. You understand? For that he himself. Ash. For that he himself is compassed with infirmity. That word infirmity is not sickness. It means he also has issues. He also has issues. He is compassed about. So you should stop saying that you are the reverend. Because I am also compassed by the same issues. I believe you understand it. That is why Moses was chosen. Even though God said that, I am going to come down. He chose a man from among the people. So, if the Israelites, if the Israelites see Moses, whom have they seen? They have seen God's representative. They have seen God. Because God wanted to come back, he couldn't. So he sent Moses. And the reason why he couldn't come was that we would have killed him. Because many years ago, you know, many years after when he, when he sent his son, we killed him. <laughs> but he wasn't prepared to die at that time. And he was not prepared to send his son. So he sent Moses. And look at even the complaints. Do you know that it is because of the people's complaint that was why Moses could not see Canaan? Yeah. So if I follow you, I will not see Canaan. That is why I'm following myself. (laughs) Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. You understand where I'm going? I'm going somewhere. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11. And he gave some apostles And some prophets. Let's go to verse 10. Verse 10. Nine. 
Now that he ascended, what is it? But that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth. Ten. He that ascended, descended, is the same that also ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. So, when God decided to bless man, the greatest gift that God ever gave was a man. When you want to give a, a gift to somebody, you give the person iPads and stuff like that. But when God decided to give a gift, God gave a man. That is why the Bible says that for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. He gave Jesus. So because of God's love for you, he sends you a pastor. He's a gift to you. Hallelujah. He is a gift. Moses was sent as a gift to the Israelites and he was chosen from amongst men. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 2 verse 7. Malachi chapter 2 and verse number 7. For the priest's lips, the one who is a gift to you, his lips should keep what? His lips should keep what? Knowledge. And they should seek the law at his mouth. For he is. He is. He is what? The messenger of God. That means that when God wants to send somebody to you, he uses who? Not man. He uses your pastor, the priest. Look at the scripture well and stop that rough there. For the priest lips. For the priest lips. Keeps knowledge. The knowledge of God is with him. What concerns you is with him. His lips should keep knowledge. And they, if the Bible says they, who are they? Church members. And they should seek the law. The law of God has been deposited with the pastor. So, and they should seek the law at his mouth. For he is a messenger of who? Of the Lord of hosts. So I am a messenger. Very few people, less than 5%, receive things directly from God. Very few. Less than 5%. 95% of the things that you receive is through a man. That is why anointing is caught. Anointing flows. When Elijah was leaving, he asked Elisha, what do you want? He says, I want double portion. Because he knew that anointing is caught from a man. 
score. Do you understand it? God's messenger. When you see your pastor, you must see him as God's messenger. Don't let the fact that he is chosen from amongst men and he has the same problem as you have. Don't reduce him to your messenger. He is God's messenger. Do you understand it? So if you have that picture, we can move on. Because God can direct you through your past. God can direct. And we saw that yesterday. Samuel, he was sleeping up and he didn't know what was going on. He was going back and forth, back and forth. But it took his pastor to give him direction. That it is the Lord speaking to you. It is the Lord wanting to have fellowship with you. It is the Lord wanting to give you a direction. Even though the message came to him, he didn't know how to interpret it. But his pastor, who was sentenced to doom, the guy looked very weak, but he was anointed. Uh He looked very weak, but he could interpret what was happening. And the boy Samuel did not know. So God has chosen the pastors as messengers. And if you fight with a messenger of God, you are doomed for. Because you see, sometimes the messenger will come, you are not home. Instead of him to wait for you to come and then he will deliver the package, he will leave it at your door. When you come, two things you can do. You can say, ah, but this guy, he left the package here. Somebody could have come to take it. Do you think that the messenger made a mistake? By leaving it. Yeah, it's true. Because somebody could have taken it. So the messenger of God also sometimes make mistakes. By leaving the package at the door. Because sometimes God has given him a revelation. But the way he presented it to you was not the way that you expected. So rather than adjusting yourself, you were angry at the way the message was presented. It is the same as a messenger who has come to leave a package. UPS has come to leave a package. But he is still a messenger. It does not change the fact that he is not a messenger. The pastor is a messenger. Because he was chosen from amongst men, he also is subject to like passions. And he can also make mistakes. But it does not take away from the fact that he is not God's messenger. And if you don't handle that well, A blessing is right in front of you. But you will miss it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. If you look in the Bible, you see so many men of God who had problems. If we talk about Abraham, you know his problem. Isn't it? He was an old man, but when the spirit of the Lord came upon him, he was able to perform signs and wonders. And Ishmael was the, the sign that was produced. He, he was a friend of God. He was a friend of God. But he could not wait for God's promise. He wanted to help God. He wanted to help God. 
He had issues. He, he was told to leave his father's house alone. And when he was leaving, he added his nephew Lot. That was not the instruction that was given. God gave him a beautiful wife. Beautiful. He got to a place rather than exercising faith. He said, the lady is a sister. I have to save myself. Eh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he had issues. He told lies here and there. But he needed, Abimelech needed the same prophet's prayer to be restored. The same person who lied. The same pastor who lied to the church member. I'm not saying that the pastor should lie to the church member. No! Don't go home and say that when we went to church, the pastor said that it's okay for your pastor to lie to you. No, that is not what I'm saying. Renew your mind. Hallelujah. But Abimelech needed Abraham's prayer to be restored. He is mad. Do doctors make errors? Do we still go to doctors? Doctors make errors and a lie, but we still go to doctors. Your pastor pisses you off, and that is the end. Obey. He is a messenger of God. He is the messenger of God. But you still go and see your doctors. You don't see that the doctor made a mistake, so. To hell with all doctors. No. Look at David. I'm, I'm talking to you about men of God. David. Hey, Obia, when the problem. David. Hey. Sure. He, he, you know, he had eagle's eyes that can penetrate into ladies' bathrooms. He had a special, 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 you know, strategy, laser eye. And in those days, the kings, they were powerful. Come here quickly, now. Quickly. And you are coming. He was a murderer. Killed Killed an innocent man's um, wife like that. Hey, send him to war. Put him at the hottest front. Let them kill him. He is the man after God's own heart. You haven't done that before, right? The pastor, the one after God's own heart. He had problems. Paul. The one who had revelations from God. I'm going somewhere. He had revelations from God. But he was a murderer. He was a murderer. He was part of the people who murdered Stephen. He persecuted the church. Fully. Hey. Talk about Eli. Eli was a pastor and I believe that his church members had lambasted him, including his sons. His sons were notorious. So he decided that, you know, 
This thing, I'm tired. I've talked, I'm tired. So, he resigned. He resigned. But what he did not know was that the, as a leader, the box stops with you. Whether your children are rebellious or not, it rests with you. I always have issues with her. Anytime I see her, we have meetings. The other time we were having a meeting, not knowing that her daughter was somewhere laughing. He says, this is like a mini what? Titus in Crete. <laughs> we were going through the church issues. Discussing them. And I was telling her, these are some of the things that you need to do, but you are not doing it. And the daughter said that this is like mini Titus in Crete. <laughs> and I said to her, the box stops with us. When God comes, he will ask each soul from us. As he has said in Acts 20, 28. He will ask. So we should go beyond the attitude of the people. And pastor them well. So that when the Lord comes, we can give a good account. We cannot say that, oh, because we said it and they didn't do this. And we said, so, no. Eli, I believe he was correcting his children, but he was not doing it hard enough. So God judged him. He said that you did not correct your children. But he was correcting them. If you read the Bible, you see that he was correcting them. But maybe he was not doing it hard enough. Hey, my friend, my friend. Maybe that was what he was doing. So, as a shepherd, as a pastor, as a leader, don't say that you are tired. Because we, you know, we church members, that's how we are. We are stubborn. We are hard. But, but still, we need to do our work. Reverend Bright. Do you understand what I'm saying? We should not give up. We should not give up. Otherwise, God will give somebody a revelation in the church concerning you. That there is, there is something that you needed to correct. But when you look at the person's face, you say, mm. no, you have to correct it. Because, that, because God has chosen you as a leader. But even though Eli in the eyes of the Lord was not a, you know, a so perfect leader and God had given a judgment on him. Hannah needed Eli's confirmation, prayer. He, he, she, she needed Eli to add his mouth to her request for a child. He says, oh, I didn't know that this was your heart desire. May the Lord answer your prayer. This is how God has designed his things. This is how the Lord has designed. So Eli had problems. His two sons were killed in battle. When he heard the news, he collapsed and he also died. Zachariah if Zachariah was your pastor, you would never go to him and pray for a, a child because he, he himself, he was suffering. He struggled, uh, but you see, some of us, we are so quick to pass judgments. But we don't know that it was God's, it was on God's calendar that his, his child would be delayed 
until Mary surfaces, until the Holy Spirit visits, until Jesus comes, and then, you know, Zachariah too will, will, will have a baby, and then the difference will be about six months. But then you will see your pastor, and then you say, ah, but pastors, these days, pastors, they, they have too many problems, so even their problems are even more than us. But you don't know God's plan. You see, the one praying for you to have a child, do you think that God will bypass him and then give you one, and then he, he won't give it? It is just a, you know, a matter of time. You don't know God's timetable. So Zachariah was in, in the church. He didn't have a, he was struggling. He said the pastor, instead of him to go and do his best, every day he'd be, you know, reading the Bible. He thinks that we live in the New Testament time when the Holy Spirit impregnated the wife. He should go and do his best. He has left the job to the Holy Spirit to do for him. He should go and do the job himself. No, sometimes we talk by heart. But you don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. What is the pastor supposed to do? What is the pastor supposed to do? Why are you laughing? (laughs) What is the pastor supposed to do? The pastor, the pastor's job is to feed the sheep. To feed the sheep. Sheep spend most of their lives eating and drinking. They spend their life eating and drinking. So because they spend their life eating and drinking, They are indiscriminate about their diet. They eat everything. So that means that they they have a tendency to eat poison. They don't know the difference between a poisonous plant and a good one. Once they see food, it must be eaten because they are sheep. And every sheep needs a shepherd. Everybody needs a pastor, including pastor's wife. They need pastors. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And as for sheep, nine to five, that's their job, is to eat. So as they eat, they eat everything. Poisonous food and unpoisonous food. So what do you think the shepherd has to do? The shepherd has to guide you. Sometimes you are in the church and somebody will bring a book B and says that, hey, somebody gave me this book and the revelation is very wild, pastor. And they are, anybody who preaches a message and you don't understand, you say it is deep. The word of God is not supposed to be deep. If the word of God is deep, how will you understand? How? The word of God is not supposed to be deep. 
And you see, you, you have a lot of philosophies, a lot of ideas, poisonous ideas, listening to messages that you don't understand. And they say it is deep. One day there was a crusade. And a lot of members from other churches attended the crusade. And during the crusade, the pastor called for people who wanted to have the, um, the, um, the baptism of the Holy Ghost to come forward. So this pastor made a colossal mistake of saying that anyone who is a pastor should come and lay hands on these hungry souls who want to speak in tongues. Do you see the first problem? The Bible says that, you see, we should be very careful who lays hands. So, that is in the Bible. If you read the Bible, you will know. Number two, there are some wolves who come in sheep clothing. So, you should also be careful of them. All these things are in the Bible, but you won't read. You like signs and wonders. So, the people went. And you know what happened? Evil spirits had also attended the meeting. And it is in the Bible, Job chapter 1, when the sons of God gathered. So you see, if you read your Bible, you will know. But you don't read it, so you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh So, when sons and daughters gathered, the devil also came. And it is so amazing that the sons and daughters were not able to identify the devil. The devil can be in our midst, but we will not be able to identify him. It is the spirit of the Lord that can identify the devil. But your pastor dare not say that don't go for that meeting. You say that in the lighthouse, they like controlling controlling people. Everything is anakazo. Everything is anakazo. But he is doing his job. So these evil spirits who came laid hands on the people and they imparted evil spirit demons you see and then you bring the problem now to your pastor who was minding his own business <laughs> he, he, he is old and he is thinking about how he will be revived you have brought additional problem to him so the, they asked for the flock eh? They, they eat everything. That is why we organize this meeting. Because if, if I was depending on you, I would not have it. Because you would tell me that Christmas is for families. You want to stay home with your family. Pray that you get a present to open. Christmas is for families. I mean, how many, how many people live with their families? There are a lot of single people. And we need to organize. Yes, 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 yes. We need to organize meetings like this. If we don't organize meetings like this, somebody will organize a meeting. And because you don't want to stay home by yourself, you will go. Will you not go? You will go. So that is why I have kept you for three days. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. 
So the pastor is supposed to feed, give you proper diet. Listen, your, your, your mother is the best person who knows the food that you like. Otherwise, the food that will be given to you is full of pepper. And as you are preaching, you don't know that signs and wonders are taking place. I mean, just, I, mean I can't take a move. I, I, I cannot make a move because something on the inside is working on the outside. I have to stay still. But if, 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 if you eat your mother's food, he knows that this son of mine does not like pepper. Your pastor's food is the best food. I saw a lady last, last Friday and told me that, hey, her pastor's messages are the best. So she does not want to miss service. Of course. Of course it should be the best. Of course. Because if you leave your children, they will be eating McDonald's every day, KFC chicken. And that is what children like. The proper food in the house, they will not eat it. So you, the parent, has to make sure that no more McDonald's in the house. We are going to eat proper meal. Did I, do you understand the message? Yes. Yes. John 21 verse 15. John 21 15. My duty is to feed you. Feed, so that you'll be healthy. So that you will be strong. Hallelujah. So when they had died, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas. MS Emmanuel, you are laughing at me. I'll pond you there. You will come. You know, you are growing. You will soon get to my age. Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than this? More than this? Do you love me more than what you are doing? Do you love me? And then, look at his response. Yes, Lord, you know. Thou knowest. Sometimes they don't want to answer the question. So they will say, thou knowest. Thou knowest can answer multitudes of sins. Thou knowest, I love you. He said unto him, feed my lambs. If you love me, feed my lambs. If you say you love the Lord and you are a shepherd, what do you have to do? A lot of lambs have died. And a lot of lambs have eaten poisonous foods. And a lot of lambs have gone astray and have been captured by wolves because shepherds abandoned the lambs. Because we did not feed them. They were hungry. So if we don't feed them, whoever will feed them, whether it is poisonous food or proper food, they will eat it. Because that is their job. They want to eat. And God said, feed the lambs. Next. He said unto him again, he wanted to be sure, Simon, do you love me? Says, Lord, I love you. Well, if you want, if you say so, this time what happens? Feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. Hey. 
Read the thing well. It's not lamb. We have left lamb long time ago. Feed my sheep. Hallelujah. Feed my sheep. There is a difference between sheep and lamb. Isn't it? There is a difference. Lambs are very tender. Very. Very. Baby sheep. We call them lamb. So in the church we have so many different types of sheep. Some are lambs. Some are sheep. Some are babies. So sometimes when you see them doing certain things, you just look at them like that. Not that the pastor does not want to say anything. It's a lamb. So lamb, when you correct them, then they begin to cry. You haven't touched them because they are crying. So lambs, there is a way of handling them. One day somebody told me, hey, reverend, this person is giving you this excuse and you are not saying anything. Yes. Because there are lambs and there are sheep. So the lambs, eh, you don't feel well, eh? Really? Okay. How are you? Okay, all right. The Lord will. But the sheep, if you tell me that your head is aching, I have a um, medication. Take, take, take the medication. Take it, take it, take it. Take it. You are healed. Eh? Two, two, no, two. Take two. Take two. And get on with it. Let's go. Or go and sit down and rest a little. You are tired, that's why. But the lamps, I will dispatch them. It's okay. Isn't it? If you handle them the same way, you will kill, you will kill the lamps. You will kill the lamps. So God said that the pastors, our jobs are very difficult too. That is why you don't have to criticize us. You have to pray for us. Do you understand? Because you don't even know the difference between lamb and sheep. <laughs> Hallelujah. So a pastor who is not doing his work well will be judged by the Lord. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. Jeremiah 23. Who is is controlling the thing? Woe be unto the pastors. Woe to the pastors that destroy and scatter. What is happening? Woe unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. Therefore, that says the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You see, we are supposed to feed you. Isn't it? Ye have scattered the flock and driven them away. And have not visited them. I have not visited you. When I come to your house, I'm not coming to look at your sky television. And I'm not coming to look at your pornography picture in your bathroom. I'm coming to visit you. Isn't it? 
when I come and I see pornography picture in your bathroom, I will just keep quiet, depending on whether you are a lamb or a sheep. I will just keep quiet. But allow me to come and visit you because it is my duty. Sometimes the shepherds have a hard time visiting because their members don't want to open. But you know, I don't blame you. Sometimes you're one bedroom, you have divided the time. We understand because we live here. We live here. We know how, 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 how tough. Yeah, we live here. We live here. I used to live in one bedroom apartment. My mother was in the living room and I, I was in the inner chamber with children. Never sleep with children. It's a, it's a good advice I'm giving. Never. You think they are asleep. They are not. Never. So, you know, I've been there before. Hey, hey, don't laugh. Why are you so excited like that? Allow me to preach. Oh. Yeah, so, so we understand. The way you are laughing at me, I can't even preach. Okay, because you are misbehaving, I'll move on to the next point. Next point. I should stay there. Okay, alright. Verse 3. I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whether I have driven them, and I will bring them back again to their foes, and they shall be fruitful and increase. God, God is so serious about his people. Sometimes when you call somebody once or twice, the person does not respond. You say, he is not serious. He is not serious. You are not serious. It is you. Who is not serious? You see, one day, a, a certain guy brought his son to the disciples to heal. And the disciples, they were not able to. And Jesus came and then he did the job. Later on, they didn't say that the man's son was not serious. Lord, we said that, lift up your hand. He did not. They did not. And I said, close your eyes. He did not. It was the person's fault. No. So we left him. He says, no. They came to Jesus and they said, hey, how did you do it? How did you do it that we could not? Instead of you to come and ask, how did you do it and we could not? You say, he is not serious. One day you will know who is serious and who is not. And when we don't take care of the sheep, they go astray. Hallelujah. Second point. Second point. Your blessings are linked to your pastor. Your blessings, that is how God has designed it. You see, sometimes if you want to give something, you want to leave inheritance to your children, you put it in trust. Isn't it? You put it in trust. And when they reach the age of majority, then they get the benefit of the trust. They have a treasure, but the treasure is being given to an executor that at an appropriate time when the will is read, 
the executor will make sure that you get your portion. So there are so many things that God has given to your pastor to be given to you. That is why when you need to, 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 to get power, electricity power, you don't go to where the source is. You just um, you know, locate a plug here and you plug your device and you're okay, you get power. Isn't it? Less than 5% get something directly from the Lord. The majority of the people, right? They get their blessing through their pastor because of the fact that God has appointed him as your overseer. When you go to secondary school and they give your, your, your dad takes you to the senior house master. Sometimes monies that should be given to you, they give it to the senior house master. That it should be given to you, isn't it? John chapter 14. Do you understand the scriptures? John chapter 14. Verse 1. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe what? Believe what? And believe also in me. Jesus was telling the disciples, don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. But after you believe in God, believe also in me. So it is not enough to believe in God. You have to believe in the man of God. That oversees you. So sometimes you say that, but your pastor is not God. He's not saying that he's God. He's not. He never said that. And you cannot say that he is God. He is not. But the Bible says that it is not enough. I know you are tired, but open your eyes. (laughs) It is not enough to believe in God. You say, oh, he's not God. You see, sometimes when we are angry, we must be very careful the things we say. Because a lot of the things that we say, it has become a curse. And we are dealing with the curse. The Israelites, they say, oh, let the blood of Jesus be upon us. And they are suffering. They are suffering. Every day there is a commotion somewhere. Holocaust, whatever. I mean, things are happening because of what they said. So Jesus said that it is not enough to believe in God. Believe also in me. Believe in me. Sometimes, sometimes, don't, you know, if you need something, don't you pass it through your supervisor before it even goes to the boss. So you believe in your boss. But there are certain things you have to go through your supervisor because they will ask you, have you no, I reported this to your manager. Have you reported this to your supervisor? You just don't bypass them. They, they have been appointed for a purpose. So you cannot bypass them. Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Chapter 20. I need to read this from a different Bible. Second Chronicles, chapter 20, 
This is Ghana, bro, right? Your face. <laughs> One day, I had a, I had a client. And we were having a conversation. So the guy said that, Pastor, your name keeps you up. You are a Ghanaian, right? I said, yes. So, okay, so then let's, let's talk our language. So, I started speaking Chi. Then the guy said, Pastor, are you a fanti? I said, yes. Why? He says, your Chi, I can, I can hear fanti in your Chi. And me too, I am a fanti, so let's speak fanti. I said, oh. Oh. Second Chronicles 2020. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat, who was the pastor and the king, stood and said, Hear, O O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God. Believe in the Lord your God. So that you will be established. When you believe in the Lord your God, you are established. But that is not enough. Believe in his prophets. And you shall prosper. When you believe in God, you will be established. And if you believe in the prophets, in the pastors, you will prosper. So, the word established, if you believe in God, you will be established. Right? The root word is aman. That is the primitive, according to my Bible, Strong's number HO539. Those of you who don't buy any proper Bible from beginning to end, that's it. No. You must get a good one. So, the Greek word, it says, Amar. That means, to be established means, you will be properly built up. Or, you will be supported. So, if you believe in God and you are established, you are properly built up. God will support you. And then he will also you will be supported as a parent foster a child. So you see the way your mother mothers you. You know what I'm saying? That is the way God will mother you. That is, if you believe in God, you'll be established. Alright? So it also means that you will be firm. And you will enjoy quietness. Hallelujah. But the Bible says also that if you believe in the prophets, you will prosper. And the Greek word is chalak. When you believe in your pastor, you will chalak. You will chalak. What does that mean? You will be pushed forward. If you believe in your pastor, you will be pushed forward. Come, I won't push you too much, right? 
When you believe in your pastor, you will be pushed forward. What does that mean? Promotion. You will progress. You will excel. He will, he will, he will just, you know, pump you up. Ah, don't you give nice things to people that you love? Yeah. Please say it for me. Did you get the demonstration? If you believe in your pastor, you will be pushed forward. You will be challenged. That means that sometimes you are tahobezi. You, 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 you just stay at one place. Ah, you need somebody to push you. Yeah. You need somebody to tell you that you can do it. You need somebody to give you a boost. You see, in this life, eh, all that you need is favor. All that you need is somebody believing in you and saying that you can do something and giving you an opportunity. You see, I was given an opportunity to be a pastor. It was an opportunity that was extended to me. If you believe in a man of God, you will be pushed forward. Oh, one day I had a call and my former church member who ran away that I didn't even know, he had gone somewhere. When I asked, they said that he has gone to Ghana. Not knowing that he has relocated somewhere. So the pastor in that place called me and he needed information about that person so that I, so that he can you know, make you know, certain ways for him. When, when, when you have a good relationship, you will be pushed forward. And in life, you need somebody to push you forward. You have all the credentials, but you cannot employ yourself. Somebody has to employ you. You will need to be pushed forward. Do you understand what I'm saying? It also means that you will break out. You will break out. What does that mean? You will excel. You will break out. He says, oh, this is my daughter. I will stand. I mean, I will stand stand by her. I know her. This is my son. I can vouch for him. Oh, yeah. I can guarantee that loan, but I won't. Because the Bible says that if it wasn't for the sake that the Bible says that, you know, don't guarantee a loan. I would have guaranteed a loan for you. Because I know you will pay back. You will break out. And the Bible says that you will also go over. You will go over. And then you will be good. What else? And you will be profitable. And then you will also prosper. You will prosper. You will prosper. It is not okay to say that. Okay, my pastor is not God. I will go to God directly. If you have a problem at work, you can't go to your CEO. You don't, you don't even know him. You cannot go to your CEO and report the issue. He will ask you, ah, have you? He does not even know you. He will ask you, where, 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 which, you know, which department do you work? And then he will direct you back to your supervisor. And if your supervisor gets to know that you bypassed him, you are down for. 
You see, they look like they are human beings. And when you look at them, they have the same problem that you have. So you don't see how such a person can cause you to prosper. But God is directing you through them. Through them. God is directing you through them. So the Bible says that believe in God and you will be established. But you will push forward when you believe in God. You will be fostered. But then, if you want to excel, push forward. And I see it in the church all the time. Look, you can be the most anointed person, but you need a platform. Even Jesus needed Peter's boat to stand on to preach. The anointed man of God, he needed a pulpit. Somebody had to introduce him and give him a pulpit to stand on and preach. Do you understand? And that is how God has placed your pastor. You know, and if you look at him and then you reduce him to rubble, because maybe your problems are not even like the ones that he, you know, he has. Or sometimes he's like Eli. He would not even investigate the facts. And then he would just say whatever. You will, you will miss out big time. You will miss out big time. Matthew twenty-three thirty-seven. 37. I'm getting tired, so we'll close soon. Matthew 23. In verse 37. Matthew. Let's go to 35. First. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time. From the murder of righteous Abel to the murder of Zachariah, son of Barakia. Whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth. This judgment will fall on this very Generation, the people killed some pastors and some prophets. And God said that a judgment will fall on this very generation. 37. He looked at them and he said, oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. You see, if somebody mentions a word twice, it is for emphasis. Oh, Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem. The city that kills the prophets. Do you know how you can kill prophets in the church? You know it. You know how you kill prophets. Listen. If my brother here has nothing good to say about me to my sister here, no matter what I do, she will not receive from me because she has been poisoned. She's been, she's been poisoned. 
I may be whatever, she will not. You see, things that get into your mind, it's very difficult to erase it. You see, I have a lot of white shirts. I have a lot of them, which I can't wear them anymore. Because of your, of your powder on your face. Yeah, yeah pumps, right? And lipstick. Be- beautiful ones. Sometimes I would just, you know, and I don't want to throw them away, but, you know, eventually I have to throw them away because I don't wear them. Pawns, big one. That's why now when I lay hands, I, I want to pull, and then I don't get so close to the people too. I, I mean, I just stay. So when I see them, I cannot wear them anymore. It's a stain. You see, and sometimes your pastor has become a stain on your mind because of something. So you cannot receive from him. You cannot wear him anymore. You don't receive from him. Maybe a comment that you heard and you did not even investigate the thing to even know whether it is true or not. It has become a stain. Accusations. You see, if I was not a pastor, you will not get to also talk to me. You know, you, you, know, you will not have anything to say about because I will also be a private citizen. <laughs> President Bush, when he finishes presidency, nobody says anything. He has also become a private citizen. Cool, minding his own business. But because of his position, Saddam Hussein, if, if, if Saddam Hussein has a diarrhea, it's because of the president. I mean, any problem, it is, you know, it is, it is his fault. How can, you know, Bin Laden's diarrhea has to do with President Bush? Now, he's a private citizen. When you see him, he even looks fresh. Nice. Do you, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? So we can kill the person who is God's messenger and has a message for you. Before the, messi- no, before the message comes to you, you have killed it. You have killed it. But every day you are before the throne of God. Crying on your knees. Because you want to know uh, from the source. But it doesn't work that way. You cannot get it from the source. Do you plug, you know, across from Bodam? No! You can't say that your pastor is not God, so I'm going to the source direct. They will refer you to your manager. But then, the prophet who was sent to you, every day, social accusations. But he was chosen from among you. So the same problem that you have, he also has it. Why don't you bear with him? Your, your, your doctor has made, you know, uh, um, uh, um, what? Mistakes. But you still go to see your doctor. You still, why don't you say that, okay, the pastor too is a human being. Let me, for, you know, forgive him. Maybe. Every day. <laughs> we have done this every day. So, so sometimes, you know, somebody called me and said, I've done this. I said, hey, down, put it, I'm tired. <laughs> Whatever you do, just do, I'm tired. Ah, waiting. He says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophet and stones God 
not messengers. Ah, one pastor that I came to do every day, I've done this, I've done this. What I? Maka, maka, what else? You can take me to court. Say, you stone God's messengers. Don't stone God's messengers. How, how, and then God is lamenting. He says, how often I have wanted to gather your children together. How would God do that? He would do that through your pastor. Have you seen God gathering children? He gathers the children. It's God who gathered you here. No. No. God has gathered you through me. And God is speaking to you through me. How I long to gather my children. As a hen. One of the problems I have is that when a member of my church gets into a problem, it's like me. It's like I have gone to take the problem upon myself. And I'll be talking to the pro- I'll be talking about the problem to everybody. I say, do you have a solution? And when I call her, I then then I start apologizing. I, then I tell her that please uh, uh, um, handle handle my my everyday talk. Every day I come and complain to her. Can we find a solution for this person? What can we do? What can we do? This person is sick. You are the nurse. You know what? You know what can we do for that person to be okay? What can we do? This person bounced and then he has bounced three times. What can we do to help him? What can, your problem is my problem. Oh yeah, because at a point your firepower begins to go down. So you need to get on with it quickly. He says, you know, I want, you know, I want to gather your children as a hen. Gathers. Chicks and protects the chicks with a wing. You know, I wake up in the night and I pray for you. And I'm on my bed. Some of my prayers very quietly because there's somebody who is there also doing something else. Then I'll be praying. Lord, you know, regarding this person's problem, oh, make a way, make a way, make a way. Jesus. Make a way, deliver her. May, may the enemy not exact upon her. Oh Lord. If, if, if you don't work in this country, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And some of the problems, when you even get to hear it, you don't even know where to start from. You don't know. When you are not coming to church, do you think about it? No. But when the pastor is even sick, he has to take some modium, eat a lot of Ghana bread so that his uh, running stomach. Will stop so that he can come. Oh yeah. Because he thinks about the church. Yeah, so he has to force and have um, constipation. So that the 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 you no know, the diarrhea will stop. By you there you will sleep cry. Oh yeah. And you see the pastors do everything. The pastors are the keyboardists. The pastors play bass guitar. The pastors sing. They do everything one man thousand. Because they will say, you are the reverend, you are the pastor, you do everything. So, God says that, you know, I want to protect you through your pastors, but you will not, you will not allow yourself 
to be guided. You don't allow yourself to be protected. How else can you have your problems solved? Listen, if you have a problem and you are praying all alone, right? Do you think that you will be helped if I add my prayer to yours? Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want anybody to know. It's my secret. It's my secret. Secret? What is secret? There is no secret. If something is secret, it means that nobody knows. But God knows. So it is not secret. And you can tell people who don't matter about the so-called secret. But the person who really matters, you don't tell the secret. So by the time your pastor gets to know the problems that you are going through, oh, the cancer has spread and now it has gotten to a place that we can't do anything about it. So you ask, so why did you tell me earlier on? Then they are quiet on the, you know, on the phone. Why didn't you tell me earlier on? I don't want anybody to know. Do, do you know the information that I know? Do you know the information I know? Let me tell you something. When you go to law court, right, there is something called precedent. Precedent are cases that have been decided upon. Right? So when you go to court and then there is a contract, you see that there is a contract, I signed a contract with this person and that person, the person breached the contract. So I'm here, I'm looking for what? I'm looking for compensation. Okay. They will look at the elements of contract. Was there an offer? Was there acceptance? Was there consideration? Was there intention to create illegal relations? They will look at all these things. And then the lawyer will say that in the case of Esenam versus Emmanuel, where Esenam fried um, tilapia, and within two minutes, Emmanuel finished the tilapia. And when this case was brought to court, Esenam won. And we have the same case right here. And they will mention your name. They will mention the name. They will mention the name. They will mention the tilapia. The case of tilapia. They will mention it. And they will use it. That's so based on the precedent. We want to use the same principles and the same ruling on this case. When I am preaching and I'm giving examples, it is not only you. Look, because I was chosen from amongst men, I also have the same, most of the times I preach about myself, but you don't know. You see, when you consider yourself, you also have the same problem. So you think that the pastor is preaching about you. When you tell me your problem, it is the same thing that I'm dealing with, you know. The same problem. When you take your pants, you don't hang it where you need to hang it, right? That one. I also, they, they, they also take my pants and then hang it. Eh? So this morning when I woke up, 
I wanted to make sure that I would, because you see, they would pass by and say, ah, but I picked this. So, you know, Sunday, you don't go through those things. So me, myself, now I got up and then I took, I took them and then I hung them. You know, yeah, yesterday I, you know, I made, I made tea and then some drop B was on the, um, the cooker. I clean this place right now. I I just went and took my we we all have the same problem, isn't it? We are are, so if I come to church and then I am preaching and using examples, what what and you have told me something similar. Why do you think that I'm preaching about you? What, 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 What are you the only person who has called your pastor to ask? Where you know where did you buy your tilapia? No. <laughs> so if if, if 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 something of the sort has happened, you are you know you are not the only person. So so don't get angry and don't say that they will preach about. You see that is the reason why we want to hide ourselves. We want to hide because when the pastor gets to know, he will preach about. Do you think I am mad? If I preach about your problem, don't I know that you get angry and leave the church? Credit me, credit me with some uh, wisdom. Credit, credit, credit me at least with some small sense. We all have issues. We all have issues. When I'm driving and I have my, you know, clerical color, I remove it and I take my cross. I put it down. So that I can drive like an ordinary man. You are not the only person who drives like an ordinary man. No, so, so stop, stop behaving that way. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, we, we, we just hide. I don't want to... Uh, uh, Oh my God. We are chosen from amongst men. We have the same issues. So because of that, you cut yourself away from God's messenger to you. So verse 38. And now look. Your house is abandoned and desolate because the help that I sent your way, you rejected it. You threw stones. You called names, accusations. So what help do you want? So now look. Look. Your house is left desolate. You are not an island. Everybody needs somebody's help. But look at it. Because you want to keep yourself. If, if somebody gets to know, he will at least have, have, have maybe a knowledge about it. Or even if he doesn't, he can also consult someone who has knowledge about it and help you. But because of your pride, your house has been left abandoned and desolate. Verse 39. For I tell you this. You will never see me again. You will never. 
that means that when you bypass your supervisor and go to the CEO, the CEO will tell you that, no, you can't come to me until you have acknowledged the supervisor that I have put there. Why do you think that he has hired a supervisor and he's paying him more than you? Because he wants to solve his problems over there. Not that you bypass him and come to me. So God is saying that you will never see my face. You will never see my face. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That means you are acknowledging the position of God's messenger who is your pastor. You are acknowledging his input. You are acknowledging the reason why God placed him over your life. And if you do that, you are okay. You don't have to understand it. Don't, don't try to understand. Just try to flow. Never try to understand. Hallelujah. Yeah? I'm tired. I have many points, but I'm very tired. And tomorrow, oh, listen, the church, we are not running a syllabus <laughs> that we need to finish the syllabus. Oh, no. I have many points here. A lot of points. Pastors as comforters and all those things. Pastors as protectors. Pastors as leaders. I have all these points. But the fact of the matter is that tomorrow you are going to work. Right? And most importantly, you need to come on the prayer line. But listen, if you can only chew on these two points, it's okay. Take your bottle of oil. Take it. Take it. When yours gets finished, come, 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 come for some of mine. Okay, we can fry. Oh, really? You, you need to get it. Get a bottle of oil. Oh, Jesus! The rose of Sharon. Jesus, take your bottle, your bottle, your bottle. Of oil. Get your bottle, please. We want to be out of here by 10 o'clock, please. Get your bottle of oil. Oh, God! You are worthy of our praise. Jesus. Please rise up if you have your bottle of oil. If you have your bottle of oil, begin to pray in the spirit. Close the door. Close the door so that there will be no disturbance. We are praying. We draw near. 
and let's sing it. There is a place that says here in your prayer there is a place a place that says here in your presence Lord your presence Lord there is a place. Oh, a place of hope. Here in your presence, Lord. Here in your presence, Lord. Oh, where sorrows fade and dreams are remain. Here in your presence, Lord. So we draw near, so we draw near, nearer, 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 Lord, nearer to your throne. So we draw nearer, 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 Lord, nearer. To your throne. Father, in our hands, we have our oil, the anointing oil. Jesus, we pray and we invoke your presence and your touch. That wherever this oil will be applied, there will be super manifestations of your power. When we apply this oil in front of our homes, night workers, principalities and powers, ancestral demons and the area witchcraft spirits, will not be able to pass by. The devil will see the oil as the blood of Jesus that was applied. And when the spirit of death passes by our neighborhood to devour our flesh this Christmas, they will fall down and they will die. When this oil is applied to any sick person, Father, I pray for healing. Let your healing virtue 
flow through this oil. As we apply the oil, there is favor. There is favor. When we go to work and we apply this oil, there is favor. When we rub it on our tummy, Father, we will deliver and deliver safely. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. As we apply this oil to any situation by faith, we are invoking your spirit. As we apply this oil on our paychecks, it will go a long way to settle every debt. As we apply this oil to our credit card bills and debts, oh, it will be wiped away in the name of Jesus. As we apply this oil when we go for our immigration interviews, oh, favor will be ours. Favor will be ours. As we travel and we apply this oil, the power can never fall sick behind the wheels. The airplane will not come down. When we get to our destination, any car that we board, oh, we will be safe. Angels will beckon us and deliver us from every plan of the enemy. When this oil is applied to every situation, oh Jesus, we are invoking your spirit and your presence. This oil is for every purpose. When we apply it in our homes, we are invoking your spirit. 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 This oil signifies, oh God, your presence in every situation. In every situation. We trust not in our own self. But Father, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge you. That you will direct our path. That you will direct our path. When we are sick and we apply. When we have problems and we apply by faith. Oh Jesus, there will be performance. We shall decree a thing. And it will be established. Whatsoever we decree. And we apply the oil. It will be established. In the name of Jesus. 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 We invoke your presence upon this oil. When we go to where people will ask us, what has changed about you? It is because of the presence. You will live and not die. The devil's plans concerning you is frustrated. You will never be affected by terrorist activities. The government does not know how to protect us. But we will be protected by the power of God. Nobody in this church will die a foolish death. Nobody in this church will die before his time or his time. The Lord will deliver us. He 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 will deliver us. The enemy will never exist.
that upon you. Those who seek your downfall, you will live long. You will live long. God will allow them to live long to see the blessing upon your life. Wherever you are hurting, when you apply the oil, the power of God will come through. Oh, Jesus. Every demonic dream, we roast it in the blood of Jesus. We call for the fire of God. God of fire. We call for the fire of God to come down and to destroy every activity of the enemy in the name of Jesus. May our accusers be put to shame. May our accusers never succeed. May the enemy's wishes upon our lives, oh God, never come to pass. Turn every negative news to positive. Overturn every demonic circumstances to positive news. In the name of Jesus. May the Lord look upon you from his holy hill and help your financial situation. Help your financial situation. May your promotion come. May favor come. May marriages come. May purpose be regularized. Those who are seeking purpose, I pray, oh God, help them. Those looking for children. Those looking for children. Those looking for children. The Bible says that there shall be no barren amongst us. As they apply this oil, oh Lord, I pray for fruitfulness. 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 Any impossible situation will be possible by the power of God. Your children are safe. They will not become vagabonds. They will not be children on the streets. Apply the oil when they are going to school. Apply it. Apply it. Apply it. Apply it. Apply the oil at your workplace. Apply it. Invoke the blessing. Invoke the power. Because we wrestle not against flesh and against blood but against principalities and against powers oh and this oil will be a sign against any enchantment against any divination that will be raised against the people of God we frustrate every plan of the enemy we frustrate every plan of the enemy we frustrate every plan of the enemy in the name of Jesus Oh, Masata Kori Miles. Mishumalahas. Mishumono Halas. Mishumono Hasete. Siani Manusepede. Simanulali Shamanaki Todis. Jesus. Jesus. There are so many people who have lost so much. The canker worms have eaten a lot of opportunities. Some of us cannot account for many blessings that the Lord has given unto us. 
But the Lord will turn away your captivity. And whatsoever you have lost, by the power, by the power of his presence, you shall recover. You shall recover. You shall recover. You shall recover. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put down your oil. Now take your bread. Hold it. Hold. No, we are going to pray over the bread. Only your bread. Take your wine. And take your bread. There is power. Wonder working power. Oh Jesus. Let there be a move of your spirit. There is power. There is power. Power. Wonder. Working power. In the blood. Of the land, there is power, power, wonder, working power in the precious blood of the land. There is power, power, hey, in the blood. There is power. Wonder, working power in the prayer. Please pay attention. There is power. Power. Wonder, working power. Oh, the blood. That you are going to experience supernatural miracle, supernatural miracle, supernatural miracle. I said, supernatural miracle by the blood of the Lamb, by the blood of the Lamb, through the blood of the Lamb, the devil is under our feet, through the blood of the Lamb. The devil is under our feet. Through the blood of the Lamb, 
glorious in the name of Jesus. For in Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And the people of God will sing and shout for joy. The Bible says that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, take your bread. He took the bread. He lifted the bread. Before I continue, none of the bread should go waste. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. Listen. This bread is the body of Jesus. I am going to finish all my bread before I eat any other bread. I will carry the rest home. I will eat it as snack because I cannot throw the body of Christ away. Oh, it's a weapon of mass destruction. I said it's a weapon of mass destruction. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I will take the body of Jesus as medicine. As medicine. I will take it in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Three times a day as medicine. And it will heal my body. It will make me strong. It will make me strong. It will make me strong. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I declare that as you eat the body. And you drink the blood. Your body is no go area. For diabetes. For cancers. For demonic diseases. You are free. You are free. And he who the son sets free. Is free indeed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is power in the blood. It will heal every baroness. It will heal. Every baroness. You will come and give a testimony. I say you will come and give a testimony. Of what the Lord has done for you. Of what the blood has done for you. Hey, the Lord is worthy of our praise. And the Bible says that the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and then he broke the bread and he gave thanks and he gave the bread to the disciples to eat. And he said, take, eat. This is my body that is broken for you. Ladies and gentlemen, you are who you are of what you eat. You are who you are because of your diet. And how we eat the body of Jesus. Because the Bible says that if you don't eat of his body and drink of his blood, you have no eternal life. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. The body of Jesus, it takes away of every shortcoming. Every disease, wrinkled faces, every, every, every problem that you have, hernia, everything, if your hair cannot grow, this body of Jesus, oh my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my 
going to come. When somebody tells you that, oh, in the next year the Lord will give you another child, you say, I I beg, I beg, I beg, I beg. Because you have more than you can carry. I say you have more. I say you have more. I say you will not come to beg the Lord. Now, Father, I am begging you, pass it to the next one. A lot of proposals are coming. Because the Lord has removed that mask, that demonic mask on your face. It has been removed. I say it has been removed. It has been removed. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Those who scars every so often, you have to push it. You have to push it. I need a push. I need a boost. I need a push. Every day they are pushing your car. Every day they are jump starting. Hey, Lord, give them new cars. Give them new cars. Give them new cars. Give them new cars. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, for in Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. In Mount Zion, Obadiah 117. For in Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance. Oh, Malarama Suma Kipani and no Mahariso Tele Lirumo Shima Katomele City Balusaya 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 Maliha Sukeme. You see, it is not every food that you have to eat. The demons who have been eating, eating, eating human flesh, they dare not come near thy dwelling place. I said they dare not come near thy dwelling place. For the Lord will watch over his children. For the Lord will watch over his children. Somebody is going for immigration interview. I don't know who that person is. You are so afraid. Let not your heart trouble. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart. For the Lord will give you a sign. Let not your heart. There are people here, your problems, you don't want anybody to know. It's okay, it's private. But the Lord knows and he will sort you out. The Lord will sort you out. The Lord will sort you out. The Lord will sort you out. Oh, I can hear the Lord saying that I'm going to give some people supernatural wisdom. 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 Forever. There is a song that says that anybody whom God has blessed, nobody can curse. You understand? Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You, you cannot be cursed because you are blessed. Oh, the Lord will look upon you from his holy hill. And bless you. Bless you. Father, that same night also you took the cup. Said, this is my blood. 
that was shared for me. As often as you eat of my body and you drink of my blood, you do so in remembrance of me. Lord, I pray for special problems that have become cancers in our lives. I pray for situations that only you has the answer and can solve. Jesus, we trust in you. We trust in you. Restore hopeless situations. Restore hopeless situations. We are praying that Father restore hopeless situations. In the name of Jesus. We pray that as we drink of your blood, wipe away every tear. Comfort the one who is sorrowing. Deliver the one who is depressed. Deliver the one who has lost hope. Those who are sick. Oh, the blood is like medicine flowing through their bodies. Restoring them. Bow down your heads. Whatever you want the Lord to do, our needs are different. We have different needs. Whatever you want the Lord to do for you as you eat of the body and drink of the blood, tell the Lord. Some of you need wisdom. Some of you, you need financial breakthrough. Some of you, you need your papers to be regularized. All various manner of problems, issues, Maybe you want to make a decision. You don't know what to do. Tell the Lord. Mali sukra tu samini kris. Gamra tu nemeni suto krelas. Plaros te kebosh. Liranda shipros te pelekute. Laratoshi. Dabolo sinde. Ribasalu kutumeni asi. No talking. Close that door. No talking. Lirusa nis. Lurisa tisumeles. Tumenes tumenes suto. Tumenes tuso. Tumenes tuso. Mina o sike. Mina o skimele. Mina o skine nusele. Nuse lusiki tayana. Lekumele supeleke. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Leruma sande shopolo rese. Leru shopoto bria shama. Urapu shoko 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 pele keleles. Kelebeli mokolo bolo kalimi 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 kokolo mekeleke. Lami kokolo kokolo kokakati biti meti kerakatolo beke dele beke. Ilegegebele bogo gudu bigiria gagalaba bagere bobo borto bere bele beka ha. Ilegegemi gubo si gedegedegedege. Ilegedegedegedegi gubo no gadi agi degerebebe gulo bere begindi graso. Igana masungo me degeri gedegedegede beko do bere begeri agaha. Ingegede me gungo me ni mingegede bebe inga bere bebe inga bere bebe inga bere bebe inga bere bebe komba ha. Inga Lord, 
Father God, the year 2015, it is going. I pray and I commend my life into your holy hands, God. For your word says that for you know the thoughts you have concerning us, they are thoughts of good and not of evil to bring us to an expected end. So, Lord, I am not afraid to commit my life into your hands and to say that let your will be done. Oh, for I know whom I have trusted, for I know that my Redeemer lives in the name of Jesus. Father, those evil spirits that press me down, Father, may they be roasted in the fire of God in the name of Jesus. Ancestral curses, I remove them and I nail them to the cross. Bali shomelehe, Bali shetete letutaha, madahan, madahanda, indilusi petenderoho shaha. Oh Lord, go ahead of me. Break down every iron bars, every iron gate, and give us, oh God, the treasures in dark places in the name of Jesus. The treasures in dark places. Oh, release them, release them, release them in the name of Jesus. Oh, It's not by might. It's not by power. By my, by my spirit. Says the Lord. It's not by might. It's not by might. Not by power. It's not by power. By my spirit. By my spirit. It says it's not by mind or by power. It's not by mind, nor by power. It's not by power, but by my spirit. Oh, this mountain. See the mountain in your life be removed. This mountain shall be removed. This mountain, every mountain shall be removed by my spirit, by my spirit. Oh, this mountain is removed. Is removed, is removed. This mountain, the mountain in front of me, is removed, is removed, is removed, is removed. This mountain is removed by my spirit. 
and the devil cannot do anything about it. He may try, but he will not succeed. Because those who are among us are more than those who are in this world. We are blessed. And this signifies a covenant that we have with you. In the name of Jesus. Oh my God. My God. We enter into a covenant relationship with you. By the blood. We take divine comprehensive insurance. That covers everything we have. Our properties. Our children. Our finances. Our jobs. Father they are fully insured. Through the blood of Jesus. We praise you, O God. We magnify you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. 